Good morning, Top Fan Rivalry followers. Wednesday, we are halfway through the week. I brought you a new guest. I brought you somebody that is a team we've talked about just a little bit, but need more representation. I love talking with them offline. Going to talk with them some more. But that being said, good morning, Jim. How are you on a Wednesday morning? I'm doing good. Good to be with you, Bill. Uh, I've seen a lot, listen to some of your podcasts. I've seen uh, a lot of your content. And I'm super excited to be on here. When you asked me to be a guest, I was looking forward to it. Oh, thank you so much. I, I've been actually looking forward to this. Jim and I have had this scheduled for several days now. And and uh, and so I'm, I'm excited to make this happen. Now, Jim, the last last I heard, you are a fan of a team that had a, we'll call it unique season this last season. <laughs> Maybe could unique have been a little better. It mildly. Right? Unique is putting it mildly. Uh, yeah, the this was probably maybe arguably the worst year for the White Sox, at least in my lifetime. Uh, when you don't have a fan fest in January, but the Cubs do, you're already starting the year off on a rock foot. And it just, it, it, it snowballed from there. We got out, we got out to a wonderful start. Our home opener, we give up 16 runs to the Giants. I think they, they hit like seven or eight home runs that game. <laughs> so, and, and then you, you take the, the Tim Anderson fight in Cleveland and then getting our GM and vice president, Kenny Williams, Rick Hahn, getting them fired. And then you had the shooting in the ballpark in September. Yeah. Uh, and we still don't know what the details with that are. And then to top it off, we lose our TV announcer to Detroit. Yeah. You know, if you're going to pick a fight, at least win it. If you're going to yeah. like square up with somebody, you can't lose a fight when you square up and then lose the game too. That's just bad juju. But I, I will say this. Uh, I listened to Tom Hamilton's call on that, on that fight, and it's actually funny. Uh, he did the <laughs> old Howard Cosell, down goes Anderson, down goes Anderson. <laughs> so uh, yeah. props to Tom Hamilton. That was good. Uh, it, it was good. It, it was awesome. painful as a Sox fan to see that because – Anderson, if you look, he was falling back, and Ramirez just connected uh, as he was going away. But here, still, Anderson goes down, and uh, it was just it just epitomized the season. It, I was talking with a friend afterwards, maybe a day or two afterwards, and we were joking. And he's like, he said the exact same thing. He says, "This epitomizes our season. <laughs> we square yeah. up, but we can't win the fight." So, I mean. Maybe Tim Allen, Tim Allen, Tim Anderson should have stayed in his weight class because Ramirez has got him by a few pounds. So maybe he just yeah. was fighting outside of his weight class. Who knows? Well, so. we'll see where Anderson ends up now since we uh, non-tendered him. So Shocking. we'll see how we'll see how often he gets another crack at uh, Ramirez. There be awesome if he ends up in Cleveland. Oh, that's a, that'd be irony. <laughs> <laughs> The baseball gods smiling on us all. <laughs> uh -huh. All right, so tell me how you became a White Sox fan. Well, my uh, my mother was born and raised on the South Side, uh, where she grew up. Uh, it was about fifteen minute ride to Old Comiskey Park, and those were the first games my dad ever took me to. Was the old old park. Um, 
And I remember we went uh, the All-Star year of 83. I believe we saw the uh, the Yankees and A's that year. And then in 84, we actually saw the Tigers uh, that year that they, they won it. They got off to that amazing start, 35-5, I believe. But uh, he took me some Cub games, too. But it was just something about the White Sox that I always liked. And, yeah, all my friends were Cub fans. So part of me was like, okay, I'm going to be different. Yeah. And But it was just something that I always enjoyed. And being that uh, my mother grew up out there, uh, and we used to, I remember going for visits there, we'd be in the neighborhood. It, it was fun. I, I always enjoyed it. You know, and I will say this, um, you know, one of my favorite teams, now being a diehard Sox fan, I will say this, that the 05 team actually is not my all-time favorite team. Oh. My all-time favorite team is the 1990 White Sox. Really? Jeff Torborg was the manager. We had a young Frank Thomas, young Robert Ventura, uh, Jack McDowell, Alex Fernandez. That was the year Bobby Thigpen set the saves record at the time, 57. Yep. It was the last year at the old old ballpark. Yep. And uh, we won 94 games that year. We still lost the division by nine games to Oakland. Oakland won 103. But at that time, you had just the two division winners meet in the LCS. We had six more wins than Boston, who won the AL East. Yep. So I'd like to think that was sort of the catalyst for the wild card push to get that going. Uh, but it, it was just a fun team. I mean, we get no hit by Andy Hawkins that year, but we still win the game. So it's funny that you mentioned that because, uh, you know, as, as you know, I've interviewed people ages 21 all the way through a lot older than that. Let's just put it that way. And some of these younger folks don't understand that the MLB did not, up until the wild card era, the MLB did not have, either nobody took high school geography or they didn't have maps in the office because the Braves, the Atlanta Braves were in the National League West. Yes. The, the Chicago Cubs were in the West, right? Uh, and so it, Nobody had maps or gone to high school geography class, but that actually, was Cubs, so much fun. The, actually, the Cubs were in the uh, NL East because '84 they played the Padres, right? And then uh, and then they played the Giants '89. Yep, and they were they. So here's that's what I mean. Here's what's funny about that: the Cubs are in the NL East, the White Sox are in the AL West. Yes. Yeah, and the ballparks are like a baseball throw away from each other. And then Milwaukee was in the American League, again, hour and a half to the north, and then they're in the AL East. Yeah. And yeah. they're directly north of us. Yeah, exactly. You have to pass through Milwaukee to get to Chicago. And yeah. yet, yeah. Yeah, so somebody just like kind of flipped a coin and said, hey, watch this. We'll put the Yankees in the AL West. Uh, no, geez, it wasn't that bad, but it felt like it, didn't it, back then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I used to hate being in the division with the Braves and the Reds because there was no hope for the Dodgers. <laughs> it's brutal. All right. So tell me, favorite players all time and your current favorite players. They don't have to be Sox, but you definitely have a good good batch to choose from there. Well, I would say uh, it will be easy for me from the Sox. Uh, Frank Thomas, mm -hmm. Mark Burley. 
But I'm going to – I'll throw this one. My all-time favorite player, Tony Gwynn, San Diego nice. Padres. Quintessential hitter. Uh, it wasn't about power. It was, he studied the pitchers, put the bat on the ball. It wasn't about lefty-righty matchup. Um, nope. That was my all-time favorite player. And I actually got an autograph from him in 2001 when I went to uh, see the Padres at PNC. Okay. And uh, – I was fortunate enough, got a, got him to sign a sweet spot in an official National League Baseball. So that's one of my favorite uh, favorite pieces uh, that I have that I put away. Favorite keepsakes. The, for those of you that are don't remember Tony Gwynn or, or younger than watching him play, um, this guy, this guy, I, he was an incredible hitter. He was by far one of the best hitters ever to play the game or will ever play the game. He just made it happen. It wasn't about analytics. It was just studying the hitter or studying the pitcher and just putting the bat on the ball. He didn't try to do too much outside basketball. He didn't try to jack it over the right field wall for a five-run home run. He just went the other way with it. Yeah. Hit it he to left he center. Took, took what the pitcher gave him, and he beat him with that. Yeah. I, I want to say there was a statistic that I heard that I – and I'll have to verify this. Everybody, don't crucify me after you hear this. But I want to say that Tony Gwynn struck out less than 60 times in his entire career against Maddox, Smoltz, and Glavin combined. And those are some of the best pitchers of that era. Yeah. And so when you're not when you strike out less than 60 times with the, I mean, God, back in that era, there was plenty of people that would strike out a bunch and Nowadays, I mean, some players strike out that much in one game, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the way the White Sox were this year, we struck out, it seems like, that much in one game. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, I would say as far as today, um, you know, I, I, I look at a Mike Trout. Okay. My dad and me talk all the time, and my, even my father says Trout reminds him of a young Mickey Mantle. Um. So I think you know that's that's one I I've always enjoyed enjoyed watching today. It's funny that you say that. I was sitting with a guy who used to play in the eighties, played in the seventies and eighties, Major League Baseball. If I told you his name, you'd know him. Um, great guy. He was signing a bunch of stuff for a charity thing I was doing, and you know knew his son relatively well. And uh, I. Uh, but he just wanted to talk. And I was in his office one day and he's wanted to talk. And this was probably in 2013 ish or so. Okay. And he said, Bill, this Mike Trout kid is going to be the best that you've ever watched. He's going to be better than anybody that I played with or against. And when he played, you got to remember there were guys like Willie Stargell that played Tony Gwynn that played um, Reggie Jackson. I mean, guys like that. And he's sitting there saying that Mike Trout's going to be better than those guys. I was like, okay. I enjoyed, uh, and he retired after this year, but I always enjoyed watching uh, Mickey Cabrera, too, Detroit. Oh, my gosh. Had fun. He went out there and had fun. Yeah, he went out there and had fun. And I gained much respect for him. I didn't know how I felt about him, especially after the, what was the 2005-2004 season where he ended up getting a – in a bar fight or something like that when he was drunk and was in the drunk tank for a little bit right mm -hmm. during the playoffs. Um, 
but I gained much respect for him when uh, was it Galarraga threw the perfect game and Jim Joyce blew the call. Yes. And, and Miguel Cabrera did not light up Jim Joyce. He could have, he should have, but he didn't. And I just, you tip your hat to him at that point, right? Yeah. You remember this play, don't you? Ground ball. I him. remember it. I remember it well. Yeah. Ground ball to, uh, to Cabrera. And, you know, back then there wasn't replay. We didn't do replay. So they would have replayed it and said, nope, this guy got his perfect game. But Miguel Cabrera yeah, just put his hands on his head and it's like, ah, oh, you missed that one. But you had the next day, uh, Galarraga bringing the uh, scorecard out to Joyce. They uh, embraced right there, making amends, like, let's put this behind us. And and Jim Joyce was just a ball of tears, and you have yes. to respect him for that because he knew he messed up. And and he called it afterwards. After he saw the play in the locker room, the umpire's locker room, he realized that he took a perfect game away from this kid. Yeah. yeah. And so – and so, yeah, I, good calls on that. Um, but I would okay. say, uh, uh, I'm, I guess, uh, you know, with the, with the Sox, I always enjoyed Thomas. Uh, Mark Burley, Mark Burley, when you see him pitch, he pitched like he was double parked. It was that fast. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he, you get in your seats because if you don't, Mark Burley will be in the fourth inning by the time you get your hot dog and soda. The beer vendors hated when he pitched because it would be I, – I, there was one game I, I was in Cincinnati in 05 seeing the uh, Astros and Reds. And our game started 45 minutes ahead of time. Mm-hmm. The Sox game was done before our game. Burley pitched that day against the Mariners, and it was an 82-minute game. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yes. Back before I, I the pitch laugh. clock. Yeah. Just, he got it and threw. That's it. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. I, I joke with the Astro fans sometimes about – Brownmore Valdez before the pitch clock, you know, wiping his face. And I was cooking dinner one time and watching the postseason. And my wife watched me get up off the couch as I was watching the game. And she goes, where are you going? And I said, hey, about seven minutes before this guy throws his next pitch. So I'm good. I'm going to keep cooking. Uh, <laughs> and that might be quick for him. Yeah. <laughs> Ballparks that you've been to. Tell me where you've been, whether they still exist or not. Well, I've been to every major league city to take in a game. Um, I have to see the new ones in a, in Atlanta, Texas, okay. and the two new New York ones, but I've been to the old ones. Uh, been to Old County Stadium, Old Sox Park, um, Old Bush. I actually saw the last ever game at Old Bush, which was game six of the 05 LCS mm-hmm. against Houston. Um, so I've been to every, every market to take in. Uh, been to the Pro Player Park before the Marlins got the, the new one. Been to the old Metrodome, which I don't know, still to this day, I don't know how you were able to see a fly ball in there. But same thing in Tampa Bay. Yeah. But I will tell you that. Well, I will tell you this that that I'm I'm not gonna I never say anything negative about any of the trips I go to because each ballpark is unique. And I'm there, I, I love the game. And it's a joy to be there. I mean, you look at Oakland, the foul territory that seems to be endless. Right. Um, and when I was out there, uh, I looked out what they called uh, Mount Davis, that monstrosity in center field. And you wonder, okay, what, what the site like could have been if that wasn't there. Uh, 
So, but I, I each ballpark is unique to me. Um, I agree. And it, it's been fun. And I'm there to, I try to see the Sox as much as I can. Uh, I saw the Sox in Oakland, saw the Sox in Philadelphia, uh, old Yankee Stadium, uh, Kansas City, the Metrodome, Fenway Park. Uh, but then if I'm in a city where there's, let's say, like when I was seeing the Sox play Oakland, I, I saw the Giants and Rockies on the other side of the bay. Or uh, when I saw the Sox Angels, I went over to Dodger Stadium. The Astros were in the National League at the time. I saw them and the Dodgers. <laughs> that, and Joe that was Torre long was before there. the trash cans, everybody. It was long before the trash cans. <laughs> but uh, I actually went back out to Anaheim and uh, – I, I made that with, on a trip with uh, San Diego. Yeah. So took a Amtrak from Anaheim down to San Diego, saw the Diamondbacks and Padres from Petco. So one of the things that Top Fan Rivalry does is we do, we go to different ballparks and stuff like that. One of the things we're going to do this year is we're going to do a an I-5 where we're going to get tickets, groups of tickets for locker room members and like, get them basically at a deep discount and sell them at that discount so that everybody can go. But we're going to try to do Dodgers, Angels, and Padres in three days. Okay. So nice. we'll definitely keep you posted on when that's happening. Yeah, yeah, please do. Yeah. Okay, favorite ballpark that you've been to outside of Chicago? Outside of Chicago, I always was fond of the old ballpark in Arlington, Texas. Uh they called it AmeriQuest Field at one time. Uh, the one which is before the current one that's going on right now. But I, I went down there in 2006 and just I thought the, the ballpark was very cool. The right field reminded me of the old Tiger Stadium. Uh, yes. um, and what I took, I'll tell you what I took away from that. The Sox won three out of four in that series. But the one game we lost, I was sitting behind home plate, and Vincente Padilla was pitching for the Rangers, and he drilled A.J. Przezinski twice that game. <laughs> okay. The next inning, we had this pitcher we just called up, and he was tasked with hitting the first guy on the Texas lineup, which I believe was Hank, Hank Laylock that inning. Okay. Threw at him, and he missed. <laughs> next day, he was released. He had said, get rid of him. Didn't do his job. And so I'm like, ooh, too bad to be him. <laughs> but, I, you know, that, that I took – that's the one – that trip I took that away because I'm, I'm hearing AJ going and he, telling the ump, are you kidding me, the second time he got drilled. And Padilla went in. It wasn't, like, accidental. It was, I'm drilling you in the ribs. And yeah. – here, our pitch was tasked. He missed, and the next day he was gone. Well, but anything worth doing is worth doing well, right? That's right. <laughs> but uh, I, I always enjoyed that one. Um, I do like PNC. Uh, and, uh, old, I think it's now uh, American Family Field, which up, used to be Miller Park up mm -hmm. there in uh, Wisconsin. Uh, I go there a lot. I, I enjoy that. But another one of my favorites, I will uh, I'll throw a minor league one at you, the uh, Charlotte Knights Stadium. Oh, 
Really? I, uh, I went and saw the Sox there in 2015, spring end of spring training. Okay. And very, very picturesque ballpark. Kind of like Pittsburgh where you get to downtown and right in center field. Right. But very picturesque. And that's uh, – I'm always finding that one. So so it looks like on the docket this year, um, it looks like we're coming in – and I'll keep you posted on this too, but I think we're coming in um, to catch a White Sox game – and a um, Chicago Dogs game and a, uh, a Cubs game all in the same week. Okay. So that's yeah, that's going to be interesting. So um, a gal that, that goes by Stadium Food Girl on Instagram is setting it all up, and um, she, she's having a good time. She goes, we got to go see the Chicago Dogs. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but let's do it. <laughs> well, it's uh, They got a nice um... – Ballpark in the Rosemont area here. Uh, Rosemont's uh, right outside of the city here, by not not too far from the airport. Okay. And uh, O'Hare Airport, and they got a real nice ballpark off two ninety four. So uh, they actually draw well this year. They're in the uh, championship round of their season. They lost, but uh, two years in a row they were in the playoffs, got to the championship this year, and they do uh, well in attendance. There you go. There's nothing better than uh, there's nothing better than having more attendance than the A's, right? Which isn't hard to do right now. Yes. So, um, okay. So, final question for you: What are you looking forward to most in the um, 2024 season? Well, first of all, it's not 23 for the White Sox. <laughs> I want to put 23 to bed. Um. I'm looking forward to, I always look forward to the start of every year when uh, the year turns uh, and you get February. I'm always looking forward to spring training. Uh I want to see what uh, we got a new GM uh, and vice president of baseball operations. So I want to see one, how they're going to clean up the culture. We had a real culture issue in the clubhouse uh, that has to be cleaned up. And I want to see really acknowledge that we are in a rebuild again. We were supposed to be in the rebuild before, and then uh, this year was supposed to be the year we were going to be in the series or just about there. Instead, we were further away from the series than than when we started the the initial rebuild. Um, So I'm looking to see how how this will will play out. We got some... uh, some kids in the minors, I'm eager to see if they come up uh, during some point of this coming season. Colson Montgomery, um, Brian Ramos. Uh, Noel Lowry is one of our pitchers. I don't think he's going to be up just yet, but we got some kids and deals we made last year. Uh, I'm eager to see if they, they come up and see what else happens with uh, with deals here, uh, with what we have. I mean, there's talk Cease is going to be getting moved. Um me personally, I would entertain offers on everybody. I know a lot of Sox fans will look at me, are you nuts? Because I would entertain offers on Luis Robert. Um, I know he had the all-star year last year, but he's had some injury issues. Um, and you don't know if last year was as good as it gets or if it's just the start of some. But I would say uh, I would try to maximize value as best we can. If this – got to 
acknowledge it's a full-on rebuild here. And you don't build a team from the top down. You build it from the bottom up. Our minor league cupboard has been bare for years. So we have to restock that and make sure that not only do we have the talent at the major league level, but we got to have an abundance at the minor league level to to provide a surplus for those the major league teams. Yeah. Uh, but I'm also looking forward. I like to get back uh, on the road. Uh, I always I was supposed to go to the new uh, Rangers ballpark in 2020. Then COVID hit. I had my tickets and everything. Um, so I, I'd like to get back and try to get down there again. Um, Gorgeous had a buddy ballpark. Right What's that? Gorgeous ballpark. It looks like you're on TV. Yeah, gorgeous know, ballpark, great food, great atmosphere. I actually had never been to the ballpark in Arlington, but it's right across the street from it. Yeah, Like li- literally you could walk out Texas Live, which is connected to the stadium, and throw a baseball and hit the ballpark in Arlington. I didn't understand how in the world you could play in Texas like that, that with that, with that kind of heat. Sorry about that. With that kind of um, – with that kind of heat and humidity, I did not know. I tell you, they actually, you're right about the heat and humidity, but the hottest game I was ever at was actually in uh, Kansas City. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that, so that'll do it to you right there. <laughs> I saw the Sox Royals, and like a goof, I wore my black jersey that day. So, yeah, I was drenched. Yeah. Yeah, not not awesome. Not awesome. That's for sure. That's for sure. Well, I'm excited to, to get on the road with you and, and kind of see what how this year plays itself out and absolutely a ballpark or two. That'll be a lot of fun. I look at uh, you know, as I said before, last year was arguably maybe the worst for the Sox. We got nowhere to go but up. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie and say we're gonna be competitive. We're not gonna. I don't believe we're gonna win that division this year, but I don't think we're gonna be as bad as we were last year. Yeah. Um, it's about now building building a new culture, building a new team, and going from there. Um, and that's what I'm excited about going forward. Yeah. You got – and I say this all the time, and I, and I mean it when I say it. And it's, it's good for baseball when marquee teams are good, the Cubs, the White Sox, the Yankees, the Red Sox, Dodgers. Um, the, the teams, Cardinals, the teams that you're used to seeing in the postseason – The fact, I hate to say this, but Astros as well. The fact that you have teams like um, the the Rangers versus uh, the Diamondbacks. Now, that was probably one of the best fundamental World Series I've ever seen because they were playing a lot of small ball and a lot of good fundamental baseball. But if if you weren't a fan of fundamental baseball and you didn't live in Arlington or you didn't live in Phoenix, you probably weren't watching it. I'm a big advocate of the fundamental baseball because the Sox haven't been doing it for years. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would say the last fundamental team we had was the team that won it all. Uh, we had Scotty Pods leading it off, mm-hmm. and he'd get out first base. We had Tadahito Gucci would bunt him over, uh, or he Pacific would steal second. Gucci would bunt him over to third, and Carl Everett sack fly. We're up one nothing. Not even a not even a base hit. And we, 
I believe that year we took the lead in like 30, our first 38, 39 games, we had the lead at one time. Yep. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you, pay attention to Arizona because that guy, Corbin Carroll, leadoff, guy has 50-some odd stolen bases this season. He keeps doing that. You're going to see a lot of a lot of Oakland A's in that team where Ricky Henderson would get on, get over, get in. He's a fun player to watch. Oh. He's a fun player to watch. <laughs> 100 percent 100 i mean he's young he's still getting it done but if he stays I, I did some math the other day on him if he stays with the natural attrition of a player as they get older if he stays on this same pace he may may hit 400 home runs in this season i mean in his career and he'll probably have over a thousand stolen bases that'll be insane. interesting yeah that's insane Right. Yeah. And so, well, well I look at you, I always uh, I always look at uh, some of these records too that you debate which ones could be broken, which ones may not ever be broken. I always hear Pete Rose talk about Johnny Vandermeer, the back-to-back no hitters. In order to break that, you got to throw three. Yep. Um, I always point to Cy Young five eleven, and Nolan Ryan's fifty seven hundred fourteen strikeouts. So I look at those as impressive records that may never be touched. For another podcast episode, I'll get you on with a couple of the guys and and some of the gals, but I don't know. I think there's maybe three or four players currently in the MLB that have a shot for 3,000 hits. And there's nobody currently in the MLB that has a shot for, for 300 wins, unless people like Justin Verlander pitch another three or four seasons. Yeah, um, he's only contracted through one more season, but unless he wants to go for it, but um, those are records that probably will never be broken again because of the way the game's changed and because of yep. how long players play. Again, if you're 23 and you come up, correct me if I'm wrong here, Jim, but if you come up and you're 23 years old and by the time you're 35 years old, you've made, because you've been successful, you made $350, $400 million. Do you want to keep beating mm-hmm. up on your body? Yeah, no, that's yeah. Get away from family. Yeah. Yeah. No, a lot of these guys they just they they'll walk away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Altuve, Freddie Freeman, um, are some of the there are a couple of them that have an outside shot. Mookie Betts has an outside shot. There's only a few of them though. Um, the three hundred game winners, I know that we might not see one for quite a while. Yeah. Because you gotta start early. And you've got to win an awful lot of games. And nowadays, too, they place more emphasis on other statistics than wins. We had a 20-game winner this season, and he didn't win the Cy Young. Yeah. Yeah. He had less strike or less walks, more strikeouts, um, by 25% more strikeouts than the guy that won. But his ERA was one uh, full point higher than the other guy. And the ERA won it for for the one guy and lost it for the other guy. Pretty crazy. Yeah. So it's the way it's the way it is. Granky exactly. was the same way. I think Granky won it one year because it was ERA. Exactly. Well, top fan rivalry followers, Jim and I could do this all morning, but you're driving to work. It's the day before Thanksgiving. So you're gonna have to uh if you're driving to work, you're gonna have to enjoy something, right? And so I'm glad that you enjoyed this. Jim, can we do this again? Can we get you on sometime soon again? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'd be happy to. 
Perfect. Stick around for one second. Top Fan Rivalry followers, we will tag Jim. Make sure you're following him. He's a great baseball guy. Like you, like he said, he's been to every ballpark or every city that has a ballpark, which is phenomenal. We have a couple other people in Top Fan Rivalry that do that, but we're excited to have Jim on. So, Jim, again, thank you for spending your Wednesday with us. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Happy Thanksgiving, yes.